We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome. It's Sunday. It's Hardline here on News Radio 930 WBEN. No, they didn't give us an extra hour. It's 10 o'clock. So if you're looking at the oven right now and wondering why it says 9 o'clock, it's because you forgot to set your clock ahead. So it's 10 o'clock. We're going to have sun until 7 today. It's going to get in the 50s. Get the flip flops, get the shorts. Open the pool. Let's have some fun. Break out the suntan lotion, that's Beamer. Right. That's right. Don't forget about the suntan lotion because people do when it's still cold. Yes. They forget that sun. And as you can tell with my skin, I get burnt <laughs> quite easily. Uh, that sun is still just as uh, strong, even if it's not as hot as it is but, in the summer. But isn't it a beautiful feature to have this kind of weather, oh, you know, great. still mid-March? And I, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I, I'm going to be comfortable when I get in the car. Yes. I don't have to let it warm up. That's right. Hey, by the way, it is Hardline, like I said. Joe Beamer, Brenda Alacy. Good morning. In the the first hour, Mickey Kearns is in studio with us. Mickey, good morning. Good morning. That was our monologue. I don't want to take too much of your time. No, no, no. Good morning. (laughs) Real quick, uh, big fan. I'm a big uh, fan of getting our young people involved in government. Uh, From Amherst, New York, we have uh, a big fan, Olivia, who is going to have a birthday today. So I just wanted to say happy birthday to Olivia. Way to go. Happy right. birthday, Olivia. Olivia Enjoy. happy birthday. Eat a piece of cake for me, too. Oh, my gosh. But uh, thanks for having us on here today. I know we have a lot to talk about. We There's do. a lot going on. Uh, we were kidding around. I said, I don't know if it's me, but in every job that I'm in, it seems like it's busy. <laughs> it follows you, Mickey. I think it's you. But hey, you so. know what? It keeps life interesting for you, correct? Absolutely. This is this is spectacular. I love working uh, and being in government and being in public service. So I know we have a lot going on. We have lots of information with the Real ID uh, coming up October 1st, 2020. We want to give people that information. And of course, uh, our new zombie watch, uh, and we're continuing to fight that. 
uh, to hold the banks and servicers accountable, but to find solutions to these problems. Let's get into that a little bit, Mickey. It's called the Zombie Watch, and uh, your uh, colleague and um, PR person, Mike Bellani, you couldn't have anybody better, knows his way around the Western New York media landscape. Um, He brought this to my attention. And so when you talk about Zombie Watch, what exactly do you mean by that? Sure. So when I was in the New York State Legislature, of course, it goes back to when I was a Buffalo Common Council member, uh, you know, fighting vacant and abandoned properties. It's a really big issue after 2008 uh, with the crash. But unfortunately, uh, people think of that as an urban problem. When I became an assembly member, we found out that it was a first ring, second ring uh, problem, and even a rural problem. Uh, in this instance, when people uh, have a hardship, maybe a divorce, uh, possibly of a medical uh, issue with the family member, they just can't pay their mortgage anymore. And uh, uh, what we've been able to do is passage of the law with my colleagues in Albany, we've been able to give people the tools in order to fight this. Uh, The uh, New York State Attorney has started a fund, but unfortunately that fund has concentrated in high urban areas, high concentrated areas, which is good, but there's a gap there. And what we've been doing since I've been the clerk is uh, we've been working with the Western New York Law Center, the Erie County Legislature, and we've been funding areas and helping people uh, get and address these problems and find solutions. We have the Erie County Task Force. We're bringing the banks and the service providers to the table. If not, I say, uh, you know, for this, zombies, zero is for zero tolerance. We will hold you accountable. Uh, We're working with the West New York Law Center. We're going to take you into court. But, of course, the S at the end is for solutions. So, you know, if you live next to a vacant and abandoned property, uh, we are now going to be putting up signs in your neighborhood that say Zombie Watch with the website Erie County Clerk Zombies. Please reach out out to us and contact us. Uh, We were just in clearance with the supervisor and their um, code enforcement officer, we were at four properties uh, in Clarence, one of the most affluent areas. That's what struck me about it. And, and this is truly a grassroots initiative, we, <laughs> quite we literally. We need people to participate. Either call my office at 858-6985. We need to follow up. Uh, as part of the law, when I was in the legislature, the task of the Department of uh, 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 DHS is in charge of making sure that these banks are registering with them. We're continuing uh, to work with them at the state level. However, we need these complaints to hold the service providers accountable. And then on the positive side, we've seen tremendous uh, um, feedback from the service providers, uh, such as putting new roofs on properties, updating these properties. We got really lucky this past winter. We were out at a couple properties where maybe there would have been a roof collapse because we had such a mild winter. But some of these properties can't wait past five, six, seven, or eight years. Right. And it strikes me too, Mickey, you mentioned about Clarence. And you use the power of social media to help get the word out about this, um, these four homes that you mentioned on um, around the Clarence area. What exactly happened the other day when you were there? This was on Friday, correct? It was. First of all, it was cold, and yes. that was a big thing. But <laughs> and, and here's the thing: you know, we even have some of our governmental partners, uh, and I work well with HUD. But they have two properties: one out in Evans, one in Clarence. Uh, when I was in Washington, we try to get a meeting with Dr. Ben Carson, and we are working with the local officials who are the local director of HUD. We'll be meeting with them next week. However, uh, these properties are sitting around uh, two, three, four, five years. That's unacceptable, especially for the federal government. So once again, if you do have a complaint, you go to www.eriecountyclerkzombies.com or 858-6985. 
if you ever heard a politician, I want your complaints. <laughs> we want them. <laughs> That's we want to know what's going on. <laughs> and that's Zombie, Z-O-M-B-I-E. Z-O-M-B-I-E-S. And a uh, plural. A, a very it. easy to manage website. I'm on it right now. There's the uh, the button right at the top of the page. <laughs> Correct. Report a zombie home. And wow, these pictures that you have on the website are uh, eyesores to say the least. And it's interesting because like you said, we talk about, we think about urban areas, but if you read in the paper today, there's been a renaissance in Buffalo. We work with the city of Buffalo very well. However, um, you know, some of these smaller communities, they can't afford a full-time code code enforcement officer. We'll use Clarence as an example. And we were out with Pat the other day, the supervisor of Clarence, and their uh, code enforcement officer is seeing more and more people. And in any instances, this is why we need the expertise of the Western New York Law Center. They're the premier not-for-profit organization. And we're doing more in Erie County than any other county. And I'll give you a perfect example. When Wells Fargo Bank from New York City sends a person to every one of our meetings because they know that if not, we will use social media to hold them accountable. Uh, we are getting great participation, but we're not there yet. And that's the problem. We need your feedback and we need to know about these complaints. So the more complaints we get, actually the better. All right, just getting started here. We're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, so much more to cover with Mickey Kearns on Hardline. Little cranberries. I think it goes with the uh, with the topic, obviously. For those who don't know, this is "Zombie" by the Cranberries, a big '90s hit by a big '90s band. Uh, it is Hardline. Joe Beamer, Brenda Alacy, Mickey Kearns with us this hour, talking about zombie properties. And we were talking off air. If you lived next to one of these properties, Absolutely. how you would feel. And not only the eyesore, but I. Uh, have a phobia of rodents and we all know where they head they head to (laughs) properties like this that would be my main concern and i'm sure a lot of the people who are posting their um their complaints are that's their main concern is the rodent issue that probably is happening in their neighborhood and someone has to be responsible for the property that's why when i was in the legislature we want people to stay in the home we want to keep the heat on we want people there until we find a solution but when people leave the home uh, they don't have to leave under the law they can stay Uh, it causes a problem once that property becomes vacant and abandoned and i know we talked off air it has to be visited three times and once the service provider determines that on the third trip it's considered vacant and abandoned and that could take some time. Kids breaking in. I know in Clarence at our one property, rodents, uh, and of course the deterioration of the property. And uh, let's not forget uh, the lost equity. I believe that you know uh, the banks are stealing equity from our community when those properties are left vacant. Mickey, um, in terms of being a trailblazer, what motivated you to do this, or what was the catalyst for this? You know, I live in South Buffalo. I've lived there my whole life. Of course, you know, uh, the street that I bought my first house on had a couple vacant and abandoned properties. And, you know, I always said that you not only buy the house, you buy the neighborhood. (laughs) And I think anyone who doesn't believe that, and we, you know, in the Buffalo News, they talked this morning about uh, uh, assessments in the city of Buffalo going up. 
And that hurts different types of people. So really for many people, the home is their own, uh, their only major asset. And sometimes that's what they use for retirement. I know my parents, my, my parents were very frugal people. They didn't buy their first house till they were, um, you know, 40 years old and they stayed there until, uh, until they passed away. So, so for our community, a very modest blue collar community, a home is very important and it's important to our community. 803-0930 is the number to talk to Erie County Clerk Mickey Kearns. He is here in studio with Joe Beamer and yours truly, Brenda Alacy. If you want to give us a, uh, a message via text, uh, the text board, the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board is available, 30930. And they moved the text board closer to us. Did you notice this? You know, I thought so. Yeah, it's a little closer. <laughs> this, ha- I think, happened over yesterday. Is, because does it have something to do with changing the clocks or something? It, it, must be. it must be. Every time the clock changes, the screen gets a little closer Pretty to us. Pretty soon it'll be right in front of us. Yeah, so at least I don't have to squint when I'm looking anymore. <laughs> hey, since we're talking about Clarence, let's reach out and talk to one of our favorite callers, Tony and Clarence. Tony, good morning. Yeah, first of all, I want to a lot, a lot, uh, praise you for having this discussion. Uh, I live in Clarence, and I'm shocked to hear that there's some properties that are in this I hear, Brenda. There. Uh Mickey, uh, thank you for your work on this also. I'd like to just say that in, in the 2008 period, when we had a problem with houses, period, there was a process that was being perpetrated on by large uh, corporations, I mean financial corporations, there was a process called bundling. They took mortgages and bundled them and sold them to the highest bidder, which meant that a house here in the United States could have been partially owned by somebody in England. And that house would be owned perhaps by a bank or some financial institution. And also this one, of course, in our country. And in so doing, the banks took over the mortgages after people couldn't pay them. However, you couldn't evict a person from that house. I know of some cases that took four years to get the people out of the house. And meanwhile, the banks had to pay everything. They, if there was a roof repair or whatever, the banks were stuck with this, and they couldn't evict these people. So we had we couldn't go back to the financial crisis that you uh, that you referred to, Mickey, in this opening, and you can go back to that, and you can trace a lot of these problems that exist today, over to almost 20 years later, to the initial problems we had with housing and the bank's involvement in bundling, a process called bundling, and you know there was even there are cases that still nobody knows who some properties because of bundling. You know, it, it, it was just a horrible situation. And, you know, uh, what goes on today, I'm, you know, Mickey's on the right course, and I, I give him a lot of credit for taking on such a huge problem. And so I also credit to you and uh, Brenda for having this show. It's a great- Thank you, Tony. It's our pleasure to have uh, the Erie County Clerk in studio, and we appreciate the fact that Mickey wants to talk to listeners and respond to questions on the air and on the text board. Mickey, what do you think uh, of Tony's comments? He's absolutely right. If we go back and we think of It's a Wonderful Life, George Bailey, people used to mm-hmm. go at the end of their street to their bank, and then he's uh, those were Class A mortgages. You used to have to have a job. Back uh, in the uh, mid-90s, when they changed many of the rules where people can get a mortgage without a job. But uh, he's absolutely correct. And unfortunately, uh, they did bundle those. Uh, They monetized those in the stock market. Now those many of those mortgages, which were Class A mortgages, now uh, were high risk. 
and people were uh, betting on them in the stock market. And unfortunately, uh, we saw what happened. People uh, couldn't make their payments in, uh, in the crisis of 2008. And, you know, we go back to that. But, you know, anything can happen. And, and we're looking at this today. Uh, we have to be very vigilant because just because something happened in 2008 doesn't mean it can't happen again. And, you know, I'm forecasting that uh, if uh, assessments keep on going up in certain communities, people will not be able to afford their homes. We see the gentrification of what's going on in Buffalo. Uh, poorer people who are being moved out of their homes because of higher assessments. So, uh, for investors, that's really a positive thing. But for people who are possibly senior citizens, and of course in Erie County, we have a high number of senior citizens, we have to keep an eye on this. And this is why it's so important for Erie County to be so proactive when it comes uh, to this issue. Because Erie County, unlike Buffalo, does not foreclose on all um, uh, mortgages, especially vacant and abandoned property. So it's different. But, of course, the clerk's office is important to this because this is where the foreclosure begins. We have all the data. We are the top clerk's office uh, in the state of New York. I am the only clerk that shares this data with the community. So I'm very proud of that. But we have, as Tony said, we have a lot of work to do. Mikey, I'm glad you brought up about gentrification because it's sort of good news, bad news. The city is really rebounding. There's a renaissance unlike anything I'd ever I'd ever thought I'd see in my lifetime in Buffalo. And I think particularly about that area around the Buffalo Niagara Medical Campus corridor, how a lot of folks have been displaced. And there's concern about that. And as you mentioned, many are low income. But the upside is you've got this burgeoning medical campus. There's more people being drawn to live downtown. There's more industry happening. How do you sort of reconcile the two? Well, it's even like in the clerk's office, we have something called clerk on the go. Uh, we have less people coming down to our downtown office. They don't want to pay for parking. Many of those surface parking lots are in our buildings. So on one hand, uh, when you have a renaissance, uh, that's a very positive thing. But on the other hand, uh, we're seeing an explosion at our Eastern Hills Mall location. Just since I've been the clerk, we're up 10,000 transactions. We need a bigger space there. We need to expand there. Uh, we're seeing that out at uh, our new facility out in the South Towns at Southgate. Explosion. Uh, people don't want to pay for parking. It's $20, $25. So unfortunately, if you can afford that, and especially a lot of our younger people, I have a young daughter, our millenniums, they don't want to own a home. They want to uh, live in an apartment for a few years. Uh, they don't want to own things. They want experiences. So it, it's interesting, but it's something that the city is going to have to look at because, as I stated, we have an elderly population, and people planned on staying in their homes for many years. But in, in some instances, if they cannot afford the taxes or the fees now um, in the city of Buffalo Area County, they're going to have a problem staying in their property. All Here. right. Well, half hour to go, but first we got to get up to date with Mr. Alan Harris. Remember, at 11, the governor is speaking. We will bring you any points from that. It's about the coronavirus, his daily coronavirus update. He was just on Fox News with uh, Fox News with them talking about the state's response to coronavirus. Again, he'll be speaking at 11. What he says, we will bring to you. But right now, we will bring you. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Alan Harris. What's with his homies dissing my girl? Why do they got a front? What did we ever do to these guys? Welcome back. It's Hardline. Just getting started here on WBEN. Joe Beamer, Brenda Alacy with Mickey Kearns. And uh, the text board is open, by the way. 3930, the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board. And... Uh, one text there says everyone should stay away from me when I get back from New York City. But if you <laughs> if you know me, I am hey, look at my hands. Look how dry my hands are. Right. That's because I wash my hands and sing happy birthday to myself in the mirror while I'm uh while I'm washing my hands. Good hygiene, Joseph. So Good hygiene. I will not be bringing anything back to Western New York. I can promise you that. Have you seen any of the stuff on social media with people wearing different masks? And there, <laughs> there was one, I, I'm still laughing about it. My niece sent this to me yesterday. There was a woman who was on a subway. She had a plastic bucket over her head with a scarf around the bottom. I mean, right. it, these are real. This is yeah. not just, there's some funny ones that are jokes, but this one was real. It just, uh, I, I don't mean to make light of a tragedy, but it was, uh, you got to find some humor in this stuff, I guess. But you know what? If we can find one good thing, and if you know me, I always try to find the positive in everything. People are starting to wash their hands. True. Right? You know, Thank so goodness. if we can take one positive thing away from this coronavirus, I don't see anyone leaving the bathroom without washing their hands anymore. Well, that's a good thing. Right. By we, the way, New York uh, Governor Andrew Cuomo declared a state of emergency in New York yesterday. So we'll keep you apprised of uh, those developments uh, as well. Mickey, just before the break, you were talking about how uh, the Eastern Hills Mall location of um, uh, your office at the Auto Bureau has really skyrocketed the popularity of that. Mm-hmm. and. I was I happened to be walking through that mall yesterday, going somewhere, and I thought, you know, this is a great location because it really hits that whole Northtown area. There's plenty of free parking. It's easy to access because it's right by the Dipson Theater, and you have the benefit of that wonderful aroma of the popcorn smell oh wafting gosh, over that's there, right, right, which to me would be worth a trip right there. Um, but what do you hear from constituents who say they like these locations? They love the, this location. I inherited this location from the previous uh, clerk, mm-hmm. Senator Chris Jacobs, who obviously did a great job in picking that location. Uh, but unfortunately, that's a number of years old. Uh, we need a bigger uh, location. We're adding additional things with the clerk on the go. We did 150 uh locations last year uh, throughout the county, uh, outreaches. I was just in Washington uh, last Friday accepting an award on behalf of the clerk's office, nearly 8,800 uh, passport agencies. We were one of six that were being honored. So what are we offering? We're offering uh, additional services. One, of course, we want people to come to the auto bureaus, but with the real ID adjacent to that now in West Seneca, we have a passport agency that's open on Thursdays to 7 o'clock. We had 47 people come in. Uh, that's the way, you know, we have a fast-paced office. We gave Erie County nearly $7 million to the good last year. Uh, so that's an important thing when you're talking about taxpayers. But we're trying to do as much as possible, especially with the real ID on the horizon. 
It's been a while since I've been to the DMV. Um, I I haven't been to the one that's near me. The last time I went was when I was in the North Downs, the one in the Eastern Hills Mall. Uh, but just quick, because, you know, when my memories of the DMV are you're in there for a long time, right? There's right. a long wait. Are there services online or is there something online that you can do before going to the DMV that can expedite your visit? Absolutely. Number one, just and no kidding aside, we have medical grade seating now. I replaced all the seating. It's wiped down every night. So when you're thinking about mm-hmm. Corona, uh, that's that's number one. Number two, uh, I came up with this from when I was in school. I know it sounds simplistic, but if you remember the nuns reading, writing, and arithmetic, the three hours of the auto bureau now are ready. You got to be ready. The information is online. If you're ready, it's all there. Number two, make a reservation. I use the point. You just can't walk in and get a haircut or an oil change. If you make a reservation, if you go to erie.gov, you will get a number. You will get a specific time. I will get you out uh, pretty uh, quickly. And of course, the third R is Renew Local. We get that 12.75%. This year alone uh, is our highest renewal year. 136,000 people are going to be renewing their driver's license. And of course, with the Real ID, we have three choices now. You have a, a standard, and then you have a Real ID, which is for people that are here. Um, they may be going to school or working here, and they have proper documentation. And of course, an enhanced driver's license that will get you into Canada and into Mexico and and into a federal building. Uh, And of course, you'll be able to fly uh, domestically after October 1st, but you have to be a United States citizen to get that. So it's complicated now. It's not come in, show your license. Uh, It's a little bit more work. And with the real ID, this is a federal law, 2005, after we were attacked in 9-11. You need original documentation, meaning original uh, birth certificate. If you get married, a marriage certificate. Many of our, uh, the state wasn't clear on that. Many of our uh, people who have been married, you have to bring in that marriage certificate. Or if you were divorced, that divorce decree. Very complicated. So, Joe, if you're ready, you make a reservation you're going to have a good experience. If not, and you come in and you're not prepared, we have to turn you away uh, because this is a federal law. It's like me at the sports book. I get my bets already on the phone, and then I, I don't you have do to wait. You do your research. Wow. Yeah, I, right? I don't know if I would have, you know. I know. You do your research. Another hour, Mickey. Don't you listen research. to those shows? I haven't lost in two weeks, Joe. I, I, you got to call us. you got to call us. They haven't lost in two weeks, and then when I play their bets, somehow they finally lose, you know? That's where they have a bar there, Joe. <laughs> uh, now, this real ID, it's, it's national, right? Correct. It goes into effect in October. Correct. You need it by October, right? You, you, you have you to need have. It. You are not going to be able to fly uh, with either the real ID or the enhanced driver's license or a passport. So that's why we've been expanding our passport services at the clerk's offices. We're going to be expanding more services uh, in the North Town. So that's why we need a bigger space at the Eastern Hills Mall. We want to be able to handle uh, those people. Look at, you know, people don't think they're going to travel. But I always say, you know, I know I got Dr. John Long and Marina down in Florida. They're listening. And I say to people, listen, do you have relatives down in Florida? And they're like, yes. And I go, what happens if your brother and sister get sick? How are you going to get there? You're going to have to drive. Well, I'd like to fly. TSA is, is they've sort of done a 180. They're going to be stricter. Uh, you're going to be pulled aside. And if you don't have proper documentation, you may miss your flight. What if you already have TSA? Are you sort of grandfathered in? You need uh, a passport or a real ID or enhanced driver's license. That is the new law as of October 1st, 2020. You need to be compliant. And we talked a little bit about offline about the green light law. This is why the Trusted Traveler program is so important because our federal officials need this information going forward, especially at our borders. 
And Mickey, we should point out, too, that you opened up a new location inside the Hamburg Town Hall just last week. We opened up another location. Uh, we're trying to bring government closer to the people. I've always liked that. Uh, once again, uh, I'm sorry to the uh, parking lots downtown, but it's getting expensive, especially for our senior citizens. So what we're doing is uh, we're working with the supervisor and, of course, our great clerk, out in, uh, Kathy Rubinsky, out in Hamburg. And we'll be open once a week. Our mobile unit will be there on Fridays from 10 to 3 o'clock. All right. Back on the real ID thing. Um, so if you have an enhanced license. You're fine. So if you come in and you were one of the smart ones who uh, last time you were into the auto bureau, you have it an enhanced, you have to renew it, you're fine. Um, if you are starting from scratch, you're going to need original documentation, meaning an original Social Security card, an original birth certificate. And I did mention if you were married, uh, an original married certificate if your name has changed. Also, in addition to that, many people, um, uh, when they used to go in, I go by Michael Kearns officially on my birth certificate. Maybe at some point in time I had it renewed as Mickey Kearns. Uh, you have to go with the name that's on your birth certificate. I know some of our older senior citizens, they may have had a, um, you know, a name, um, an ethnic name, maybe a German ethnic name, and that's what has to be on your license. So for, for many years, if you had that, uh, you know, maybe you're you have William Kearns on there right now, but really your your real name on your birth certificate is Liam. Um, you know, it's just these are things that we're facing every day. And if you come in and you're not prepared, Joe and Brenda, you could see. Best analogy is. We all get ready to go to work in the morning and we gas up our cars. It only takes one car to run out of gas. And what happens? The line gets backed up on our way into work. So we, we don't want that to happen at the Auto Bureau. So if you make a reservation, and that's why we're doing 150 outreaches. We already have 50 scheduled for 2020. Is we're going to those areas where people have language barriers into the senior centers, into the businesses. We're sitting down with them and we're actually helping them get ready. Mickey, I have to ask you um, what your response is to what Dottie Gallagher, the president of the Buffalo Niagara Partnership, said uh, in a release where she said the ban on New Yorkers from the Trusted Traveler program continues to cost our region money. That's Since the announcement correct. on February 6th, we have strongly recommended that the ban be suspended while the federal and state governments work together to find a solution and consider the financial implications compounding our region with every passing day. See, this is the problem. As a former legislator in Albany, uh, I would always say unattended consequences. The people of New York City do not care about this area. They don't care about the border. They don't care about our security. So really those legislators, those people who said, Number one, people won't be registering to vote. Well, we've had two people in the clerk's office that we've had to send over. There are people registering to vote. Uh, that It's an affront to our democracy. Number two, she's absolutely correct. Uh, but unfortunately, what's going to have to happen is New York State is going to have to rescind this law. It's a terrible, dangerous law. And our local officials, I know Monica Wallace has been on, unspoken on this in the Assembly, all of our local officials who voted against this law, you just can't vote against it and then turn the other uh, cheek. You're going to have to do something about it. And this is going to hurt our community. And I'm telling you, truck traffic is going to be unbearable. This is going to hurt us economically. Uh, of course, we depend upon our, our friends to the north to come over for tourism, uh, to Sabres and Bills games. And our Erie County depends upon our sales tax to balance our budget. So all of these things matter. The federal government, the reason why they've done this is because 
this is almost treasonous that they gave this information to the Canadian government, but our law enforcement, I was in Troy with our ICE director, can't get that information. Do you believe that a foreign government has information that our local law enforcement and our federal officials don't have? That is so egregious. I can't even tell you. Governor Cuomo, quit worrying about Corona and start worrying about Erie County and rescind this damn law. It's, it's unconscionable. The only people that are getting hurt are, are, are safety in Erie County and the citizens. So I agree with Dottie. But you know what the legislature can do? Just get rid of the law. It's a bad law. Have you heard any businesses complain about the effects of this ban? Absolutely. There's export businesses. Uh, I know there's a business in West Seneca, but there's export businesses that have to uh, export cars to Canada. And of course, they have to go through the clerk's office and they have to have their registration. And they used to do that by computer. But because those border agents don't have that information, that is starting to hurt Western New Yorkers. Uh, it's going to hurt the auto industry. It's going to hurt our, our tourism industry. I love to go to Canada. Our family has cottages up there. love to go to Niagara on the Lake. And uh, we depend upon that. But uh, this summer, uh, you will not be able to do that. And truck traffic is going to be unbearable. And you're going to see this is going to hurt the economy. So here's the problem. They will not relent. I've never thought I would see people that were here illegally, would have more rights than United States citizens. We work at the clerk's office with everyone, with refugees. Uh, if you have the proper documentation, we help you. We are not going to grant a driver's license to those people who are illegally, period, end of story. What kind of response are you getting from the governor's office on this? Anything? Nothing. And, you know, he's been, you know, he's pivoted to this coronavirus. Uh, you know, I think it's incumbent upon our local delegation to take this up, our economic uh, prosperity in Erie County. Our federal officials, you have not heard anything from our uh, federal officials. They've been radio silent. So uh, what I'm saying is, is uh, you can keep on ignoring this issue. Put your head in the sand. But I said this six months ago about this law. Uh, I've been called many, many names, but I will tell you one thing. I'm going to be called right because unintended consequences coming out of Albany, people voting who shouldn't be voting, people who are here uh, hurting our economy, Give me a break. And not passing the information around. I mean, that that's what really shocks me is that DMV information, the state's not letting other the federal government get a hold of that information. Joe, I tweeted on December 16th on the first day that New York safe, is not safe anymore. So that's been corroborated by the director of ICE. They can't play games with this. I know Governor Cuomo says, well, I'll give you this information, but not that information. On that day, 3,800 investigations have stopped. We're talking about human trafficking. We're talking about drug trafficking. You know, I was talking to an ICE agent, and they said, they're skipping New York City. They're going directly from Mexico to Buffalo. And I know Byron Brown has been fighting with the uh, Buffalo police, uh, these drug dealers, every single day. It's coming. And guess what? This green light law is a, a document. It, it's a uh, document uh, that is helping people stay in this country illegally. And there are good people, and I know they're trying to come to this country. However, unfortunately, you had to follow the law. And the unintended consequence of the green light law is to trust the traveler. And I don't even want to say this, but I think the federal government may be even step it up and say, you're going to need a passport to fly or go anywhere uh, domestically. If that happens, uh, we'll have another consequence. So for me, I, I agree with Dottie. 
get rid of the law. Let's go back to the drawing board. If this is what they want to do, let's talk about the facts. Because a driver's license, after 2005, the federal government voted on this unanimously. After 2005, a driver's license is not about driving. It now has a dual purpose. It's about identification. All we right. should answer some of these text questions, Joe. There are some of our uh, our listeners are asking questions about specifics uh, regarding licenses we, and other things. We will get to that, but first, we have John who's been hanging on for 25 minutes. Let's, uh, Scott, we'll put this break somewhere else. I'll uh, do that at the top of the hour. Let's talk to John <laughs> in Rochester. John, good morning. Hey, Joe, Brenda, Mickey. Uh, listen, uh, Mickey, what is... You have litigation going against uh, the, the state and its green light law, and if, if you do, where does that stand right now? Sure. So we went into district court, uh, thanks, John, for calling, and the judge said that we did not have standing. We're uh, appealing that. Uh, we're working with the county attorneys, and I think we have a very strong case, especially at this trusted traveler program. The clerks are the ones that are uh, issuing these driver's licenses, and when she says that we didn't have standing, uh, I'm not going to say anything. She was an Obama appointment, but uh, I think we're going to have a, a better shot at the Court of Appeals. I really do. Well, the judge is from Rochester, I believe. Uh, she is. Schumer, Schumer uh, recommended her for the appointment, and that's, of course, that says it all. But but uh, uh, did I hear you right? You are not issuing driver's license to illegal immigrants? So what we have to do is we have to follow the law. We're taking that information in. We had about 170 people apply. I'm reviewing, and I'm, I'm following the statute to the T. So I'm authenticating and reviewing. I'm holding about 100 applications. 70 were able to be processed under the real ID, meaning they had proper documentation. They've been vetted by the State Department. They're here on uh, a J-1 visa. They're students. They're working. But I have not issued one green light law uh, as of today. Well, as far as the zombie houses go, you know, like that problem in 2008 occurred uh, in part when in Clinton administration, when Cuomo was Secretary of Housing and Urban Development, mandated that banks lend to non-credit-worthy individuals, and it, it blossomed. And ironically, what's happening now is uh, just recently, uh, I think it was last year, Evans National Bank got sued by the state attorney, New York State Attorney General's office for uh, uh, sort of redlining mm -hmm. and forcing the bank to uh, lend to probably non-creditworthy people in certain cases. And so they're kind of recreating the problem if they keep this up. Well, you know, the banks have had high profits, as we know. And under the Community Reinvestment Act, the CRAs, it's a federal law. They have to reinvest in certain communities. So I think based on some of those investments, uh, I'm not an expert on that case, but I think there's a way that uh, there are people out there who could own a home, and at some point in time, they want to move from renters to homeowners. Uh, but, you know, I said it earlier, you know, my father uh, purchased a home late in life. He wasn't a, a big believer on credit. But, you know, it's it just... It's something we have to do. Home ownership is an important part of our community. We know that, that people who own homes, uh, there's less crime, uh, there's less uh, you know, delinquency. Um, we know the facts. This is nothing new. However, you know, when people lose their home, unfortunately, as you said, John, you're absolutely correct, uh, when people uh, who shouldn't own a home uh, get that approval like uh, under uh, Governor Cuomo's leadership at that time. That's what happens, and we're, we're continuing to pay the price.
All right, John, thanks for the call as always. As Brenda mentioned, we have some questions on the text board. The first one, Mickey, is can I bring my DOT physical to a branch to have it attached to my CDL instead of sending it to Albany? Yes, we do the the CDLs, and and that's really, really important. But everything is run, unfortunately, through Albany. So we're an agent of the state. So many of the things, like people will say when we talk about the computers go down. Uh, I can't go out and purchase computers. Uh, The state gives us those computers, that network. We work with the state on that. We're an agent of that information. We don't control that. So in many instances, yes, you got to do what the state says. We have to follow the CDL rules. All right, the next one is our driver license that undocumented immigrants are applying for the same as the rest of us as far as appearance and cost. That's absolutely correct. So in many states, even California, one of the most liberal progressive states, what they put on their license is uh, this is not to be used for voting purposes. Uh, We did put New York State not for federal purposes. But unfortunately, if you came in, Joe or Brenda, and you renewed and you wanted a standard driver's license, you would get the same license as someone who is here illegally. And what the problem we're having is there's a gap between now and October 1st. Someone could get on a plane. And if you think about it, 9-11 happened. Uh, What do they say about history repeating itself? Uh, Someone could get on a plane with that license. So, Or if someone got pulled over, um, a law enforcement person would not know that that person is here illegally. So that's part of my case about uh, harboring, concealing, and shielding. What the legislature and the governor wanted to do is they want to conceal and harbor people to integrate people that are here illegally into society. You know, that's what I always say, Mickey, is 9-11 happened, for the most part, in this state. Correct. You know, and this is the state with the green light law. It's unbelievable. And and listen, different states do it different ways. And I think if there was, uh, if you think about it, the Clerks Association, it's just not me. Uh, the Clerks Association was not uh, given any uh, information on this law. Here's something even funnier as a former legislator, and it's sort of scary. Do you know regulations have not been issued after a law is passed in Albany? What happens with regulations? There's public comment, and the media gets to see it. State DMV has still not issued regulations. Still not issued regulations. That's unprecedented when you think about it. How do you figure, Mickey? Why would they still wait? Because they don't want to hear from the public, because they know it's unpopular. They don't want to hear from the clerks, because they know it's unpopular. This is another unfunded mandate that Erie County is going to have to pick up. We've had to hire additional staff in order to meet this need. Thank God we haven't had the number come in that we thought we were going to have. We had about 170, but still we had to prepare for it. 30 seconds. Somebody's asking, Paula is asking, how can the citizens help you? Call your legislators. Call your state officials. Let them know. Rescind this law. Uh, You know, they're the ones that are going to have to do it. Call the governor's office. Email them. Uh, This is something that needs to be taken care of. And I know on the text board, some uh, woman was up there, and unfortunately, she's trying to renew her nexus. I agree with her. I want her to get her nexus. But unfortunately, um, here's the thing with the supremacy clause, and it's part of my lawsuit. A federal government is in charge of immigration and border security, not Governor Cuomo. Why don't we balance the budget and worry about the $6 billion deficit and leave the green light law alone? All right, Mickey, thank you so much for uh, spending an hour plus one with us. We need another hour. I'm going to have to talk to Dr. Hardwick. Can I cheat in on his hour with him? Well, Dr. Hardwick is stuck in traffic right now. Oh, my God. First, first we have to go to news with Alan Harris. Once Governor Cuomo starts speaking, we will go live to that press conference, bring you 
the updated information on the coronavirus here on WBEN. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 